0: Hello, and welcome back to 613. We are in Parsha's Mishpatim. We are up to the fifth aliyah. Again, many mitzvahs. I'm just going to focus on two of them, one briefly, and that is that the Torah over here speaks about not oppressing the stranger, the ger, uh, which is typically understood as the convert to Judaism. Uh, The Torah talks about this mitzvah according to Rav Levi. Rav Levi counts 36 times. There's another opinion that actually counts it as 46 times one way or another. This is crazy. The Torah never talks about a mitzvah so many times. The question is why? Why does the Torah speak about this so often. Uh, the Or suggests that in the context specifically of us receiving the Torah, in the context of our historical, uh, uh, our, our incredible history and our historical lineage, a very precious lineage, a person may be led to believe that we are far superior to anyone else. And even those who join our faith are simply not as good as we are. We are far superior. And therefore the Torah over and over again, the Torah recognizes that it's very normal for us to feel better than we are quote unquote the chosen people. Kohanim. It's critical. The Torah reminds us over and over again don't allow the preciousness and the uniqueness and the greatness of being a Jew, don't allow that to get to your head. Treat everyone, regardless of their background, and specifically, those who have a different background with incredible respect, with incredible with incredible love, do not in any way mistreat them. God will take it out severely on us. We have to recognize the incredible dignity of everyone, regardless of where they come from, and don't allow our, you know, perhaps, our, our, our history and the fact that others may not share exactly that history, don't allow that to get to our head. Okay, that's point number one. There is another problem Prohibition in this, Aliyah, and that is prohibition against bribery. Don't take shokhad. I saw, interestingly, someone suggested the word shokhad comes from the word echad, and that is what is the connection between bribery and oneness, and that is because when we take bribery, we become one with the individual who bribed us. Now, the Gemara relates that it's not only giving money that is considered a bribe, but even giving help. The Gemara talks about a story where there was a, a judge, a dayan, who was traveling by boat. And when he came to the shore, there was an individual there who gave him a hand to help him pull him out of the boat. It's a normal thing that you do if you at, at the at the shore, if you're at the docks, it's what you do. You help people out. And the individual then came to him later on uh, as a litigant, as someone who was was going to be judged. And this person was a dying. He said, "I can't take this case since you were once kind to me. I recognize that gets in the way of my judgment, and therefore I cannot be a judge for you." Okay, but it's even broader than that. Rabbi Chanan Wasserman, uh, the prime student of the Chaf Yitzchayim, uh, shares the following, a very famous piece where he talks about the fact. He says, he argues, I should say, he argues that Belief in God should be self-evidence. You look around at this beautiful world. You can hear the birds chirping in the background over here. You look at the magnificent uh, physical body that we possess. You look at uh, history. There is so much good and so much wisdom and so much clear design in the world. He says that it's expected of every single being, whether they were exposed to the Torah or not, to come to the conclusion that there's a master in the world, that there's a creator. He says that it's something which any child could come to that conclusion. You don't need to be a philosopher. You don't need to be the recipient of a tradition. You just need to think, and you would recognize that God controls the world. He says, well, if I'm right, then why is it that so many brilliant people did not conclude that God runs the world? And here he gives quite a strong criticism. He says the reason that many wise people did not come to this conclusion is because they were bribed. They were bribed. What bribe is there? The bribe is that if God exists, we have a life of responsibility. We have a life of very particular commandments and very uh, you know a life that, that, is, that we, we have certain limitations, which kind of make it difficult. And we have responsibilities, which are not always so easy. A world without God is a world where I could do whatever I want. There are not implications, of course, maybe legal uh, implications, but I don't have the same level of responsibility. I could do whatever it is that I want. Says Rav Wasserman that this is the bribe that all of us are being bribed by all the time. And that is that in as much as God does not exist, I could do whatever I want, and therefore I am led, I am blinded. The same way that uh, giving a handout to someone else could go ahead and blind their judgment, could cause them to be one with the one, you know, could cause a person to, to have a bias which will prevent them from seeing things in a critical fashion. We who are able to face for the choice, do I believe in God or not believe in God? Do I believe in, am I going to live a life of comfort and enjoyment, or a life which is going to have certain responsibilities and certain restrictions? We're all blinded by that choice. We're all blinded by the, the implication of, of God not existing, being something which is so much more comfortable, so much more reassuring, so much more I- enjoyable. And therefore, he suggests the reason that many brilliant people did not come to this conclusion is because they were blinded to the reality, to the to the possibility of God not existing, and enjoyment, which is a bribe, an enjoyment that it would that it, that it would entail. And to think, to recognize that bribery is something that takes place all around us. We're always looking. We have so many different calculations to recognize that perhaps we want to say something to perhaps fit in. We want to do something for so many, do something for so many ulterior motives. We all have biases that, that, that encourage us to perhaps do things which are not always so accurate, not always so right. And the first step is to recognize those biases, to recognize our limitations, to recognize we're human. The same way the Torah says that even a penny, even giving just a drop of money, even giving a hand to a brilliant sage, to a brilliant judge will pervert, will, will, will get in the way of their judgments to recognize that there are so many things that get in the way of our judgment that cause us to be biased in different ways to look people in different fashions and to recognize that that's the first step to being able to overcome those biases recognizing them recognize that we all have biases they're all b- people where we're biased by people's charisma we're biased by people by, by our own mood we're biased by so many things and to recognize that that's